Hi guys, this is Shivam. Hello guys, this is Abhijit. Uh, and welcome to our podcast channel. So today we have a very special friend of ours, uh, who's a devoted Premier League fan as well as a determined and fan as well. Uh, not unlike us. Yeah. So please welcome Harsh Nilan Singh. He's my dear friend. So Harsh, firstly, I would like to ask you, like, what do you feel about the uh, result against Sheffield United? Two one. Team that's hundred and ten percent going to get relegated, and you at the top, and you were like at Old Trafford. You are not losing any game after the first November when we defeated you. So, so what do you think? What what happened? I feel wrong? like you, you, you were just you just had this prepared, you didn't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a terrible game for us because um, I feel like a lot of our main players were injured. You know, Lindelof didn't play, Bayi didn't play, uh, Cavani didn't start. Marshall's off form, so I think it was kind of a blip in a sense. Uh, I'm not too worried about that though, because uh, even though Sheffield were the better team, probably we did create a lot of chances, and we probably should have scored like three or four chances of them. Uh, a lot of them were near misses, and you know it's just one of those games where you you kind of see uh, us having dominating the whole game, but just they had two chances and somehow scored. Yeah, I saw in the second half, uh, Greenwood almost like had like he 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 that that was a new. Greenwood's been playing really well for he, like a couple of weeks. And Bruno's Bruno's been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Bruno's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's almost redundant to talk about Bruno now because he's he's been so good for us that it's it's just almost like everyone's just saying all all the things good things about Bruno. You yeah. just can't find anything bad about him. Exactly. Uh, so, do you think Manchester United are winning the title this time? Is there a chance? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, it's no just downhill from uh, Yeah, even though I, I am considering myself to be a Manchester United fan, I'm, I'm usually like hating on our ch- uh, tactics all the time because uh, whenever we're on the ball, we never really seem like we're going to win the game. It's always when we go back and we sort of create chances, offset pieces, and just go counter attacks that. This sort of situation we, we sort of thrive in. But the only problem with that is, you know, it's not sustainable. Not every team is going to be uh, possession heavy with high line of defense. So it's going to be tough for us to get points from the, like the Sheffield United game, you know, the teams that sit back and just defend for life to them. But on the bright side, Harry Maguire is scoring goals for you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Maguire has a pathological defect in his brain that doesn't know how to direct the ball. Like he knows how to slap his head around the ball, just doesn't. So yeah, he scored one goal in like one year, and that's his yearly goal done. So I don't expect any more goals from him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, Addison Cavani has been really good, right? Considering what is well, yeah, Cavani is. Yeah, Cavani is one of the weird cases. Like, just because if all, it's always in a transfer market uh, sort of system to get one veteran in uh, before it was like Paso, now it's Cavani. So it's always like we're almost getting them to train our youngsters, you know, Rashford, Martial, and Greenwood. You know, they're kind of learning from him, trying to see what his moment is like. Even in some of the interviews, Greenwood said that he's never seen so many, so many runs made by a striker before. So it's it's a good process for us, and you know he's been scoring goals. Uh, he's actually a really good passer, so he often goes to the right wing and just sort of crosses or passes to Bruno. I think that partnership is really 
uh, fitted us. Hmm. Uh, and I think we wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for Cavani. Shivam, uh, moving on to Arsenal. Uh, another Premier League win. Now six undefeated matches this year. Uh, what do you think about the Arsenal situation right now? Uh, I think the streak will continue tomorrow as well. <laughs> six, <laughs> six wins and a draw is going to continue tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Harsh just mentioned the like the like the like how how we're going to approach the game. I think so. Uh, we're gonna sit back. We'll allow them to counter us. They like, they like Bruno will come up. Everyone will come up. We'll have a low block. We'll not allow. We'll not. We'll sit at the back. And for the likes. And since like I don't think so, Aubameyang will play tomorrow. So we'll not have the like. We'll miss the pace of Aubameyang. I think so. But yeah, we're going to sit back and we're gonna allow them to come at us. And defense has been really good for Arsenal. We have the second uh, defensive record in the Premier League, and that's like 90% Leno and 10%. Defense, so I'm pretty sure that if we sit back and allow them to hit us, uh, it's going to it's going to get us the job done, and they're going to get frustrated. Obviously, Manchester United, and we know what kind of like reckless mistakes uh, Maguire and like Lindelof have made in the past. So I think so. It's all about opportunity. If we get the right opportunity, and if we're like able to make the best out of it, then it's going to be win-win for us. Also, Cedric did a pretty decent job uh, in place of Tierney against Southampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was he was literally amazing. I mean, as a backup player, you, you can't expect much from him. Yeah, yeah, but you don't you don't have Gabriel right now, do you? Uh, I guess he'll be back uh, for this match. Aubameyang and Tierney wouldn't be back, oh, but okay. Gabriel would be back and Martin Odegaard. Okay. Norwegian uh, more. Yeah, we have. <laughs> he has arrived at the Emirates. I don't think he's gonna play. I don't think he's gonna play. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's too early for him to just get into. Maybe it's like for signing for you. That's a great sign, and that's a like trademark. Yeah, sign. maybe as a super self. Yeah. Yeah. But I really wish we make that a permanent purchase in the summer transfer window because he's really important. Can't do it. No, right there's now. no obligation to buy, right? <laughs> also, Zidane's Zid- been selling players right now, so it's. It's like either that Dan gets fired or like Sedan is not not in a mood to bring Odegaard back to Real. Yeah. Or maybe what Zidane if Odegaard does like well in Arsenal? Really... Yeah. What if Arsenal uh, Odegaard does really well in Arsenal? Then probably gives Zidane the incentive to. Just keep him, you know. No, but he has yeah, a history of doing well in loan watches, right? He did well in Real Sociedad. Yeah, Zidane brought him back, and he did nothing in Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, but Premier League is much tougher, you know. Mm. Yeah, but moving on to other leagues, uh, Harsh, you being a United fan, I wanted to ask you this question: uh, What do you think of that uh, Lukaku and uh, Ibrahimovic fight uh, as being <laughs> <laughs> former Manchester players? <laughs> I think all almost all the time we see these United players just going abroad and just fighting each other. Uh, I remember there was one a few, like a few a while ago, where Evra sort of scolded some other uh, Manchester United ex United United player. Uh, I don't remember the exact details, but I think that was the kind of scramble, and that kind of reminded me of that only. I don't think it's anything huge. Um, people are just gonna try and make a narrative out of it, you know, just trying to get it, just trying to fit the. Manchester United name into it, sort of made it get a contra- comp- controversy, but it's not really that. 
I think it's just in the moment fight. Hmm. Also, what's happening in the transfer market for you guys? Because as of now, only Jesse Lingard is going to West Ham, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a fair deal for everyone involved. West Ham need him. Lingard needs to go. He needs to develop his youth program more and more. You know, he's still a young guy. Still really young. I guess he's 25, 27. Yeah, he's 25, right? Yeah, yeah I, was taking, so I was saying that ironically. I know he's 27. He's old as shit. Yeah, he's still. No, but it's important for him to play some matches because... He was not playing at Manchester United. Yeah, his, his confidence was really down, I think. I think I, I saw his like post about mental health and stuff. So I think he's not really in a good place. But, and I think the loan will kind of help him. Mm-hmm. Also, Jack Grealish will be linked to you guys for a really long time now. He's been linked to us for like a year, maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Even before he was famous, I think we've been looking out for him, on him. I don't think they're going to get Grealish because... We're already so much flooded into that kind of position. Now that we've also have Van de Beek and you know, Bruno's already playing the camp spot. Marcus Rashford usually plays on the left wing. We still have James um, and Greenwood that can play the wing. So I don't think there's any necessary deal going to happen. I think it's just going to price up Grealish out for the clubs. I don't think he's actually going to move from Villa. I think Villa are actually going to trying to stick with it and stick with him and trying to top slack sites. Yeah, yeah. He, I think Villa has been actually really good. So uh, I would probably say that he would he will speak he will be there for me. He won't move. Yeah. Uh, and your thoughts on David De Gea. Will he have an inspiring performance tomorrow or not? I don't think you need to. I don't think Arsenal have that many shots. I'm pretty confident in our defense, even even though that has been a weak link most of the times. But in, in big games, we have been decent. You know, against Liverpool, we were really, really good uh, in the Premier League match, not in the FA Cup match. Uh, we were really solid. We pushed all the main guys out, Mane and Salah. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, Arsenal doesn't have that much attacking threat as Liverpool. So... I think we're defensively going to be fine. Uh, I just hope that we don't concede another penalty like the last time. <laughs> Shivam, what, what do you think uh, will be our squad for the match tomorrow? Because we have defeated them for la- in the last three meetings, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I don't think <laughs> it will be a tough job defeating Manchester United at the Emirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, obviously, like goal, at goal, there's no like backup. Leno will obviously start there. Centre back, I'll go for Gabriel and I'll go for him, or holding. Left back, I think so. Tierney's back in full training. He's like, uh, so I think so. If Tierney starts, so that would be like totally amazing. Left back, Tierney. Right back, I'd go for Cedric, considering the kind of form he's currently in. And you know, Bellerin's like, he, he he's inconsistent. So I'll go for Cedric Suarez. And. It depends if you are going to start Odegaard tomorrow, then I think so we'll go with uh, 4-2-3-1. And if we don't start with Odegaard, then I think so we'll go with 4-3-3. So if you start with Odegaard, then obviously the camp position will be occupied by him. And with Aubameyang not there, I think so Gabriel, nah, Gabriel will, Martinelli will start at the depth wing. 
Uh, and at the central striker, side striker would be striker would be Lacazette. Right wing would be Saka. I think so. Saka needs to start tomorrow. I I won't give uh, Pepe a chance because you know Pepe has been inconsistent. He played well against Southampton, scored a goal, but maybe we can bring bring him as a substitute in the 60th minute or something like that. So I'll start uh, Saka on the right wing, and yeah, obviously there's going to be Partey and Jaka as the midfield uh, pivot. So I'll go with this formation, four to three one. Number two, guards. Now people are saying that Pepe's resurrection time has started in uh, Arsenal, and <laughs> you know, he'll justify what his worth to I mean, fans and all. Yeah, the fans like uh, it's all because of AFTV. Man, AFTV they create the hype and everything. Mm-hmm. If you remember, like uh, last to last year, two thousand nineteen Europa League match against some team that whose name you can't even pronounce. Also, so yeah, we were down two one at Emirates, and you know Pepe just came up and he scored two free kicks uh, in the span of ten minutes. So we won the match three two, and people were like comparing him with Messi and Ronaldo. Arsenal fans were comparing him with Messi and Ronaldo. So you can just consider the fan like. How how crazy the Arsenal fan base is. So I uh, I would not be uh, like too much happy and like I won't say that his resignation period has started or something like that. I am just hoping that he continues his good form and is able to give us performances, good performances. That's all. That's what. But I our history has been like this uh, with uh, Ivory Coast players, right? We buy them for a really high price and they don't perform for Arsenal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Arsh, what would uh, your preferred uh, best eleven would be out of Arsenal and Manchester United both? Uh, for both combined, um, yeah. I think I'm gonna say Leno starts in goal. I know that's probably yeah. bad yeah. <laughs> for me, no, but I think I think De Gea has been inconsistent he, at times. He's, he's a he has guy. been actually wonderful in few matches, but I think he's far too inconsistent. And <laughs> Leno is just a safer option, I guess. He's not the better option, but he's the safer. If that makes sense. Hmm. Um, for centre back pairing, I would probably go Maguire and Gabriel. Um, even though Maguire gets all the hate, but he is actually a really uh, commanding voice at the back, and I think he's his ball playing uh, has been underrated so far this season. I think he's been really good as a passer. He's not been fast, obviously, and he's definitely conceded a lot more goals, but uh, he's still better than uh, whoever you have right now <laughs> holding, I guess. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, left back, right back. I think it's just going to be Shaw and Van Bissaka. Shaw has been really good for us for around two seasons now. Tierney is actually a left centre back. I, I would actually say that uh, Tierney is more of a left centre back. So if you want to switch out uh, Tierney for Maguire, that that would make sense. But I think as a left back, I would probably say it's it's going to be Shaw. Um, okay. And right back, I don't think doubt. Yeah, um, like for, I mean, you have Bellerin. Come on, he's not. He's. I'll give you Yeah, or midfield, I would probably say Party, Papa, and Bruno. So you're going. So you're going with four three three. Uh no, it's oh. going to be four two three one. So like, uh, Bruno the spot. Yeah, and a Pogba and Party would be double pivot, I guess. Pogba hasn't actually been decent as a centre-back. He's been playing as a left wing at times. But I think he's just a better option overall creative in a creative sense. 
Um, right wing, I would probably say Saka is better than Greenwood at the moment. Greenwood is probably has a higher ceiling than Saka, but Greenwood has not been that consistent. Uh, left wing is going to be Rashford, and striker is going to be Cavani because Aubameyang has <laughs> been good for you guys right now. <laughs> Aubameyang has been well. Yeah, but Lacazette has been good, man. You can't deny this. Yeah, Lacaz has a recent surge in form. He's been like after the Chelsea match, he's been like a total, he's a total dynamic force. Whatever you can call him, I guess he has seven goals and two assists in like six, seven matches. So he's doing pretty good there too. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I would still probably put Cavani up top. Okay, just yeah, he's, he's a more defensible option. Compared to Lacazette. Again, yeah. Kind of safer option. Yeah. Shivam, what would your combined eleven be? Okay, so, obviously, like, Leno, there's no doubt because, like, second best defensive record for Arsenal. Come on, man. There's no doubt for that. Uh, yeah. Leno would start. Uh, I'll go for uh, Holding and Gabriel as my centre-back pairing. Right-back, I'll give it to Van Bissaka because, yeah, he's, he's, he's been better than... Bellerin at like obviously there's no doubt about that. Left back I'll give it for Tierney because I think so and left back. I mean he really complements that role perfectly. So I'll give left back to Tierney. Uh mid pivot can be of Partey and Pogba because yeah, they'll complement each other perfectly and this Pogba when it comes to creativity, Pogba is always a better option. Rather than going for Matic, I'll go for Pogba. So, I'll have the pivot of Pogba and Partey. Cam, obviously, I think so. Bruno Fernandes, there's no doubt about that. Bruno has been exceptional. So, I'll have the Cam as Bruno. And left wing, uh, if Aubameyang is not playing and we saw that you know, left wing, Aubameyang is the best player. So, I'll go for Rashford, left wing, right wing, Saka. And I would start Lacazette at the top. As a striker, the exact same. Same. <laughs> Although we are going to win it easily, I guess a two-nil victory for Arsenal tomorrow. I, I, I was <laughs> need to remind you. Need to remind you guys that we are second and you're like eleventh. No, <laughs> it's a quick reminder. We're second right now. I think. I think City is above us. Yeah, City. But you lost to a twentieth place Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> they also defeated Leeds. I mean, come on, <laughs> where's the credit in that? I still don't forget the six-two uh, defeat against Tottenham, though. Uh, yeah, what what game was that? I I kind of forget. I think that was like last season, maybe. I, I don't really remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to remember that. I I, th- I would just re- erase it from my memory. You know, it just never happened. I'm just going to leave live in denial, I guess. Okay. Uh, also, one player I wanted to talk about was uh, Van der Beek. You've not utilized him to his full potential. He's on the bench all the time. Yeah, he comes in at the seven. It's a weird period. one. Yeah, it's a weird one because he definitely has the potential to be a starter, you know, ahead of maybe Greenwood or maybe uh, even at times Pogba. But uh, I feel like he, he's in a different position because he's so versatile and he's not really that uh, flair player. I know we've uh, everyone has talked about Van der Beek's uh, 
performances again in Ajax a lot. But uh, in Manchester United, we've just seen him sort of been a conservative passer. You know, he's always a great passer. You can always rely on him, and he makes tons of runs when you when you actually do play him. But uh, I think with influences of Pogba and Bruno in our midfield, it's really tough to fit another player who doesn't have a defensive output. Because even though Bruno presses a lot, he's 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 usually just told to stay up ahead because that's the most influential part. And Pogba is not good at defense at all. You know, he's just uh, he's just a physical figure there in the box. He's he's not going to be defending at all. So I think if we do ever play Pogba, Van de Beek, and Bruno together, I think we need another signing, a better defensive midfielder, I guess, because Fred and Matic. They're decent, but they're not, you know, uh, single pivot worthy. Uh, decent. So where are you going to start Van de Beek? I mean, even if you get into the team, get him into the team. Where where are you going to start? If he does, start? if he does play, he will probably play the cam spot, and Bruno will shift to the right wing because Bruno doesn't play as a cam either way. You know, he he has a free position. He goes everywhere on the pitch. That's why he's so hard to keep track of. Even though he starts as a cam, he sometimes goes as a left or a right. You know, you just don't know where he's going for. So Van de Beek provides more of a positional role, I guess. You can play beneficial. Like, you guys can play Bruno anywhere because all you need him is for. Yeah, penalty. we can play. All you need Bruno him as for, a is for penalties, for right? So it doesn't matter where he plays on the bench. Okay, I'm I'm gonna let that slide because you guys are my friends. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Bruno hasn't scored so many penalties as of lately. But but I completely blame it on Ole because uh, you have Addison Cavani in your squad, but you're consistently starting with Anthony Martial in the squad. Uh, actually, I think Martial has a tactical reason, you know, because Martial dribbles so much and he go he goes around the box so uh, so often. I think he's just instructed to go down as soon as he gets tackled because he draws a lot of fouls. Actually, uh, even match against was it Liverpool when he started? No. Even just before that match, I forget uh, which one is for. He was drawing so many fouls, but just by dribbling across players and just turning around. So I think that's kind of a game plan right now. Uh, we win more penalties in a sense. I know it sounds cheap, but it's a genuine tactic, I guess. Andy Marshall. The reason why we play Martial. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of, of course, Cavani is the better option. Also, uh, uh, Shivam, I wanted to talk about another manager from London. Thomas Tuchel is now yeah. officially a Chelsea manager. <laughs> Pretty boring first match, right? Yeah. Five, five minutes to Mason Mount after what he did for Chelsea under Lampard. I mean, in the Wolves match, the only player like that caught my eye was Callum Hudson-Odoi. I mean, he was creating a lot of chances and he, he's such a fabulous player. I mean, like if Arsenal can get him somehow, it would, it would be such a snatch if we can like get him because it, it's highly possible because he's not getting a lot of time and he's not getting a lot of exposure. And, you know, with Tuchel coming in, he's a German manager. He's going to favour players like Havertz, Rudiger, whatnot. So, you're going to see them start a lot, and you know players like Hudson Odoi. Let's say they're gonna, they're not gonna start. So, it's, I think so. Arsenal should be closely monitoring the situation, and if we can bring them in summer, why not? We can bring them in the summer. It's, it's best. It's the right time. He's nurturing into a, like proper attacking midfielder or attacking left winger, right winger. 
so yeah that's the right time and you know it would be like a complete booze of sign totally booze of sign and i think so <laughs> to share last time yeah you yeah. go on. Uh, last time you uh, you bought a winger from chelsea didn't work out so great for you did it let's not talk about that i mean that was all because of i don't remember this guy. yeah it was because of raul sanlehi and his like contacts he had contacts with him and that's why you know that's why we got david luiz in first place that's why we got cedric suarez but i i don't blame cedric suarez cedric suarez has been amazing there's like willian as well uh, play i think so i i talked about this with abhijit i guess last a couple of weeks ago that you know when willian signed for arsenal i think so uh, the, there was some kind of dispute in the contract i mean i thought that you know willian thought that maybe the contract was signed just for the fulham game because you look at his performance when he played against fulham <laughs> when he gave in three assists and after that man he thought he 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 seen nowhere man i mean i'm looking at his videos i mean like what the hell totally disappointed <laughs> let's let, let's not talk about that i mean you can you also have that and players in the squad as well so uh, I mean, but yeah. that was a free transfer <laughs> so it's fine getting william in on a free is fine but you have yeah. a lot of wage bill on it on him though exactly. that's that he's a heavy wage guy yep also erling haaland has, is linked with manchester united as well as chelsea now <laughs> the summer transfer window i don't think so manchester <laughs> uh we are we are always linked with everyone you know sancho haland even mbappe at some point you know but we are never going to sign all these players you know it's just not our transfer policy to sign these players i guess sancho kind of worked in a way but even now we've like got diallo and pelestri so we're going to go for sancho either also uh, last question for you what do you think of uh, the manchester united legends who are now the pl pundits roy keane uh, neville I, i hate them i absolutely <laughs> hate them I, all, i i hate all of them actually for, with passion actually because i haven't actually ever ever saw it. you know i'm just 19 so i haven't been born into an era that i've seen them play you know the closest legend that i've seen is the manager right. of derby county right now so I don't really I have I'm not really passionate about these guys and they just want to hate Manchester United even though they played for Manchester United they've served this club for so many years they just seem to never like Manchester United you know they're always going to favor the next other team and they're going to hate the transfer policy all the time even though we're second they're just going to say that oh you're not playing well especially Roy Keane Roy Keane just hates us for some reason Roy Keane hates everything that's happening in England. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. So Rio Ferdinand is like Rio Ferdinand really trash talks about every Premier League team. Yeah, uh, but he ha- he does bias Manchester United sometimes. Uh, but I think Ferdinand and Evra are the two vocal players that actually do support United at the moment. For Arsenal it's Ian Wright. There's no one else it's just yeah. Ian. and right is present for every single arsenal game even our academy games is they cheering for them so it's really <laughs> great also shivam what do you think of uh, henry coming back to arsenal as a manager rumors are there if like if uh, michael arteta uh, doesn't finish in a certain spot 
that is expected from him. So we could have Henry coming back at Arsenal as a manager. I really don't know about this. I mean, we have seen in the past like club legends don't work. You saw that what happened to Lampard. Yeah, I mean, so I I I wouldn't like bring Henry because like it's it's going to defame his like what it's going to defame whatever he has done for the club. I mean, he's a club legend. I think so. Once he left the club, uh, he should have his head like high. And if if he comes back. and i don't think he will be able to solve this arsenal match that's going on right now because you know it requires patience it requires time and the arsenal hierarchy if they don't trust mikel arteta then obviously they're not they're not going to trust henry as well so i think so it's better for him that he stays away from this uh, like managing arsenal or any i would suggest we should not manage any premier league team because he's not like he's not competent to be honest i mean he's i think he's managing some team in us right I mean, he's managing managing some team in MLS. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, so he is better there only. He's living a life, man. <laughs> Why would he want to come back to England? Also, uh, Frank Lampard should have gone to uh, Scottish Premiership, right, for his first uh, managerial experience. Look at Stephen Gerrard; he's doing amazing there with Rangers. Stephen Gerrard is doing an absolutely amazing job. Totally. What do you think went wrong with uh, Frank Lampard? Frankly, what do you think went wrong with him? I mean, he was given three hundred million, man. What do you expect with three hundred million? Suppose if Arsenal got three hundred million, man, we would have him at the top of the Premier League. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Well, we would still buy players like Pepe and Willian, so yeah, much of a difference for. <laughs> I mean, your transfer policy is not that great. Yeah, that's also a valid point. So obviously, like he got three hundred million, and he he had got some. Yeah, I mean, he was not like he he got. What he wanted, I mean, for Arteta, it's not like that. I mean, Arteta just got a single player, and that too on the transfer deadline day. And you know, he Thomas Partey has played two. He has just played two or three complete matches. If you like count by minutes, just one twenty, one forty minutes. He's played in total in the Premier League. So yeah, I mean, Chelsea, like Abrahamovic to say, Abrahamovic gave everything that Lampard wanted, and you know, even after that. You know they are just like a single point above us. No, we are we are same at points. They are just a uh, Premier League spot above us, and we are just at the same points. And we just spent seventy millions of fifty sixty millions, and they spent three hundred millions. So man, that makes a difference. And you know after they lost against us three <laughs> one at Emirates, I mean that really like pissed off Chelsea fans and the Chelsea hierarchy. That's why fingers were like starting to raise on him. So. So that he's gone, but no, I think so. Tuchel's also like almost in the grave because you know with Abramovich, he's always like he's very passionate when it comes to like winning trophies and he or what he wants is that only that the team should win trophies. We have seen like what he's done with Mourinho, what he's done with Conte. I mean, they have these guys have made them made Chelsea win the Premier League, but still they have been sacked the next season. So, maybe. Tuchel is Tuchel's legs is already in the graveyard. Totally, he's not like going to let go easily. I mean, it's going to be very tough for him. But I feel really bad for Frank Lampard because he set up these high expectations for himself. Uh, see, he finished in the top four in his first season, so mm-hmm. everyone expects him to be in that top four position every time, right? And when Abramovich saw that uh, they are slowly shifting away from the top four position, and Chelsea has this history of sacking managers when they are starting to 
do something. Yep, uh, Harsh, what do you think about the Frank Lampard situation? I don't think it was Frank Lampard's diff uh, problem. You know, I think it's more Chelsea's policy for managers as a whole. I think they've sacked, I think, 10 managers in 12 years. I think that's the stat I remember for a few from a few days. Even they just want the results. They want to be on the top of the league. And if that doesn't work, they just don't give enough time for the managers to, you know, build a team. And I think Lampard needed what Ole had, you know, time. Uh, even Ole had a really dull part. But he's pulled it back because he's been given time. He's been given personnel. He can do man management. With Lampard, that was just not the case. He was given 250 million, granted, yeah. But I was just, you know, just to chuck off a lot of players in there and just decide what to do. You know, there was no tactics. There was no decision uh, decisions made on uh, set pieces or whatever. It was just like, just play your best team and try and figure out what to do next. I think that's what went wrong. I think it was more because uh, Lampard wasn't given enough time. I think with Tuchel, there's, first of all, there's a low bar for him. You know, they're 10th right now, Chelsea. So everything, you know, just a win or draw would be an improvement from Lampard's side. So I think Chelsea are going to be improved. And I think Tuchel does have a career against it for him. Uh, I think Tuchel, as Shivam said earlier, you know, he's German. He knows some of the players. Uh, he knows Werner, Havertz, Rudiger, and... He's, I think he's also played with Jorginho. Uh, like he's been with Jorginho for a long time now. So there is some hope to uh, for him to develop more. And as you know, I was kind of surprised with his starting eleven in the first match. You know, I did not expect Giroud to start. Uh, I really did not ex uh, saw Kante. Maybe Kante was injured. I don't know actually. But you know, it was a tough job, and then I think Tuchel does make some tough decisions in his run. I remember when he, he was in Dortmund, he subbed out uh, Royce for uh, someone else, like Brand or something, just because Brand was playing more consistently. So I think he does make tough decisions, which Lampard didn't. Tom, do you think it was more of a problem of Werner and Havertz than of Lampard? Because they were given 19 games, I guess, and they didn't perform in any of them. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw throughout the, like, uh, tenure that they played uh, when Lampard was in charge. I mean, Lampard shifted from 4-3-2-1, 4-3-3 and 3-4-3. He tried all kind of combinations and he tried uh, Werner at left wing, he tried him at like striker, he tried him as a uh, centre attacking mid. So, I mean, he's not, if the play is not in form and he's not like stepping up his game. So, I, I don't think so. Lampard was the sole reason for the like Chelsea downfall. It's because the play is not stepping up. Same was with Arsenal only. That you know, we needed some kind of motivation, and the, through the young players from Emil Smith Rowe, Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, we got the confidence back, and that's why the senior players they started kicking in, and they were playing like like the usual, usually the way you expect them to play. For Chelsea, there was no role model, I guess, and that's why they have been in a downfall, and yeah, that's why because I don't think that it was Lampard problem; it was more of a, a player problem where the players were not stepping up, they were not. Like, I don't know what what was wrong with the players. They were happy taking maybe they were maybe happy taking in there with, with their weekly wages and like just training. They really didn't want to care about the club situation and they really don't like they really didn't want it to like care for the club's pride and everything. So I think so that was more of a player problem rather than Lampard. So you're saying that every London club has the same problem? 
exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and Harry Kane also got injured, so that's another great news for like every Arsenal fan. <laughs> but we're not playing them anytime soon, right? So, but still, he's injured, so that means like their goal scoring threat because you know the way Son and Kane combine. I mean, Kane's obviously going to be missed at Tottenham, so yeah, that can mean that they can slide down the table, and that's good news for us. Like, yeah, but they also have the world's best golfer right now. <laughs> <laughs> golfer not playing any games. <laughs> yeah, no, but but it's become a trend, right? Uh, Madrid players are coming on loan uh, in Premier League and now yeah. <laughs> enjoying their life here. <laughs> oh, they got <laughs> even Regulion. Yeah, even Regulion has been good. Regulion has been decent though. Yeah, he's been good. Not now. Odegaard is going to be fantastic for us. That's what I think. Yep. Uh, also, Harsh, do you think uh, Liverpool's uh, bounce back has begun and they're going to win the league this time again or it's City, City? I think it's City. Because uh, even though they're scoring goals, maybe they're scoring goals now, but yeah, they still don't have Joe Gomez back. They still don't have Jovan. They're playing Henderson and Fabinho at the back. Williams is like too young to play for the Premier League right now. So I think defensively, that's where they're going to have some troubles. Uh, even Trent was out of form uh, before yesterday when he scored the goal. So uh, I don't think Liverpool are title favourites anymore. I think City and maybe even Tottenham uh, because Tottenham's defensive record has been really good so far. No, no. Tottenham. Maybe. I mean, it can be. Tottenham are bottlers, man. They're going to bottle it. They were there. <laughs> I don't I mean, think yeah, Tottenham, Tottenham would finish in the top four position as well. They will go for the Europa League again. They won't be going for the Champions League this time. It's, it's a really tough competition. I, I really feel that Manchester City and Leicester City are the two clubs, uh, like really the title contenders this time. Maybe Leicester, yeah. Maybe Leicester as well. Leicester also makes sense. I'm just more, you know, believer in Mourinho. He, even though he left us, I still have soft feelings for him. So I, I kind of like his style of play still. So I think he's doing well at Tottenham. So I think they might come close. But yeah, it's a tough job. You know, it, it, you can't really predict Premier League this season, especially because there's so many teams and none of them are playing good. No. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, also, Shivam, uh, your thought, quickly your thoughts on the current United situation and Harsh, quickly your thoughts on the current Arsenal situation. Harsh, we go first. I want to be able to. Um, okay, are we about Arsenal? Uh, you guys are shit. <laughs> you guys are not gonna go well. I think it's, I think it's a resurgence period. I think your youth is pretty good. Um, I like Saka, Smith Rowe. Uh, who else? I, I think Party was a really good signing for you because with Jaka and Elneny, you would you would be in relegation battle. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, but I think it'll take time for you guys to just get back to like the big six scenario. I think one or two years, maybe. If you stick with Arteta, I think that would be your best bet. But uh, I also think that you can get a better manager like Hassel Huttle from uh, Southampton. Maybe, I don't think Pochettino is ever going to come, but maybe you can try Pochettino, I guess. I think so far, uh, Arteta has been doing a semi-decent job. And once Aubameyang does come back, I think you guys have a good mid-table spot for right now. But 
<laughs> you you guys are not going to be title contenders anytime soon. Not for like two three years right now. Okay, so that was your opinion. It's okay. Yeah, but I don't think so that we are going to finish mid table, right? We are going for to Europe for sure. Yeah, some uh, we can win the Europa League. You can be six or seven. You can we be always around six and seven, I guess. Come on, we all, you always bounce. I know it's like we always but finish. Look at what it's like what we the teams that you have in front of you. Yeah, oh, but yeah. the teams ahead of you are like so good right now. Like Villa, Wolves, Leicester, Everton—they're all having fantastic seasons. So they're all going to be in that contention to be at like the six, seven spot. You know, Tottenham as well. You know, uh, so it's going to be a tough job for you guys to just climb back your way. Yeah, but it's Arsenal style, right? We finish in the mid table and then we go on and win a League Cup or a Europa League. Then we uh, we're still in Europa League, you know. I didn't even realize that we were in Europa League at this point. <laughs> Shivam actually told me that we were in Europa League. I was like, yeah, of course we're going to win that. No, but there's still Arsenal there. And I think City is also there right now. No, not City. Uh, Leicester City. Leicester City, yeah. Arsenal, Leicester, Tottenham and AC Milan are the like, toughest competitors against Manchester United in the Europa League right now. Oh, yeah. AC Milan is actually really good as well right now. Mm-hmm. Lost against Inter, the Inter derby match. Yeah, but they still have an incredible team right now. I mean, if you saw the uh, Christian Eriksen free kick that he took in the 95th minute, that was totally dope, man. I was really rooting for Inter because of uh, Sanchez. I love that yeah. guy at Arsenal. Although it didn't perform oh anything at United. He's also <laughs> He's truly an Arsenal player, you know, even was playing for you guys only. He was like a spy in our clubs. Just getting our money and just sending it to you. That was the shittiest deal that could have happened. Swapping of I think that's I think it's up there with the worst signings of all time for us. I think it's up there. Such a waste of money. uh, Mkhitaryan was trash at Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mkhitaryan was trash for us as well. Like, Mkhitaryan was trash for us as well. You know, he was only good for, right now, for Roma and before that for Dortmund. You know, so, you can't really blame it on him. But Sanchez was literally one of the world's best players in the world when we signed it from, from him from you guys. And then he turned to a cheap version of Jesse Lingard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's a trend what we saw. Like uh, man, players that are not able to perform in at Manchester United uh, go there to Italy. There's so many. There's yeah, countless. They go to Italy and Spain, and they're, they're playing really amazing football. Lukaku and yeah. Sanchez. You can see. Yeah, even before even before that, Memphis Defy, Di Maria. Uh, there's so many players that I can count. But on on the bright side, our youth has been really good. You know, even though we have shitty transfers, we have somehow. Good Utah programs, so I guess that balances out. I guess. Also, today marks the one-year anniversary of Manchester United signing Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, I saw that on BNN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, he's been winning Player of the Month for like three or four months consecutively. Yeah, so <laughs> I just stopped looking at them because it's always going to be Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez, yeah. This is not even point. There's just not even a point in seeing any other player. But uh, there was a point when I thought, like, how good has he been? Like, he's been winning them. There are a lot of players. James Madison is playing better than him right now at Leicester City. But a player of no, the not month, really, not really. 
No, I don't think so. I think James Madison is a, a shout there, but I think if you compare all the camps, like James Madison, De Bruyne, and Bruno, I think Bruno has been the better of the three. These are the, probably like the three big uh, camps Bruno's right now. Bruno's actually got a cultural change at Manchester United. Before matches, before like Bruno, Manchester United was just like us only. I mean, the kind of team that we were in December. Like, I wouldn't compare this like bringing of Smith Rowe and you know bringing of Bruno Fernandes, but Bruno Fernandes has brought a cultural change to Manchester United. I mean, uplifted the morale of each and every player there. Look at Rashford, yeah. the link up that these guys have that's totally amazing. That's all because yeah. of Bruno. People are comparing him with, with Cristiano Ronaldo because uh, Manchester signed him. He's been compared to Eric. He's actually been compared to Eric Cantona as well. Yeah, he's been compared. To yeah, him. that's how influential he's been. No, but people are saying that uh, Bruno Fernandes would be there at the top uh, alongside Cristiano Ronaldo in like next eight to ten years. Not really. I don't think so. Because I think he's far too old for that. Mm. The thing is, even when he was in Lisbon, he was scoring and assisting just amount, this amount of goals. But since it wasn't like a big uh, league, he wasn't like looked over. But if he did play for like a big club from the start, like Cristiano did, he would surely be in like the Ballon d'Or races and up there with uh, breaking records. So if Messi Messi comes to like Premier League in the summer, which club? Messi is not going to come to. Messi is not going to come to Premier League. Come on, that's just hopeful thinking now. No, but Manchester. City Even those boss I have. Yeah, I guess City can sign him, and that would be huge publicly publicity for them. I think that would really shift their narrative from being a just a rich club to being a really really rich club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think he'll go to so, PSG, but he'll go to Manchester City. Yeah, it's gonna be a terrible day for every every fan. I really <laughs> except hope City that fans, which really there aren't that, any. Yeah, but I really hope that Messi signs for Manchester City because Manchester derbies are pretty boring these days, right? They finish in a nil-nil draw, and as a United fan, I don't want Messi to come anywhere near Premier League because I will be scared shitless about him. You know, even though he's what thirty-four now, he's still probably the best player in the world uh, by a long shot. Actually, I don't think he, no one even comes close to him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wouldn't look forward to it. Uh, so this was all guys uh, i hope you like this uh, podcast uh, so if you please uh, if you like this video so please uh, like uh, share and subscribe this video with your friends and shivam do you have anything more to say i uh, know i just want to thank harsh for coming tonight and you know yeah thank you so much harsh yeah yeah and, and like I, i forgot totally forgot one thing so what are your score predictions for tomorrow arsenal versus manchester united uh 3-1 united Shot at him. <laughs> three one United, and who's yeah. going to score the three goal? Who do you predict? Who's going to score the three? Um, we, you guys are going to score first in like first twenty minutes. So we're going to be one nil down pretty much the whole game, and then 60th minute, uh, probably a Cavani goal, then a Bruno Fernandez penalty, and then another Bruno goal. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see that. I'll talk to you after tomorrow, man. We'll. talk about this prediction yeah we'll talk about this
So thank you Harsh for coming tonight. Really awesome to have you. <laughs>